On today's Locked On Gayhawks, we're getting you a preview of the KU Manhattan basketball game coming at you on Friday. You are Locked On Jayhawks, your daily podcast on the Kansas Jayhawks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Derek Johnson, you can hear me as well, Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. on KLWN in Lawrence with Rock Chalk Sports Talk. Thanks for making Locked on Jayhawks your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get any of your podcasts. You can like and subscribe to our page on our YouTube page, and uh, uh, obviously it's very beneficial if you do give us a positive review on our end of things. On today's edition of Locked on Jayhawks, we are previewing Kansas versus Manhattan. The basketball game coming out on Friday. Tomorrow's episode will be a KU Texas Tech preview for football today's episode of the show is brought to you by prize picks go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to 100 dollars. daily fantasy sports made easy with prize picks so kansas comes in at one and oh against manhattan manhattan comes in at one and oh on the season obviously ku blew out north carolina central 99 to 56 manhattan uh won 61 to 59 close game against bryant and Manhattan ranked in the 300s on Ken Palm, but Bryant is a little bit higher than that. So maybe Manhattan is a little better than their preseason ranking was. But either way, this is not a game that KU goes into and, and you know, you expect it to be like super close or anything. As far as the big storylines coming into this game for KU, it's just trying to back yourself up with another dominant outing. You know, when you're playing a lesser opponent, when you're playing a game that you're going to be expected to dominate, do just that. Dominate the basketball game, right? And they were so good against North Carolina Central. Everything was clicking. Uh, The defense in the first half was dominant. The three-point shooting was great. The two-point shooting was great. Like everything KU did, they didn't turn it over a ton. They passed the ball really well. They were excellent in the season opener. Can you back that up with another stellar performance in back-to-back games? It's hard to do that back-to-back times. It's hard to play at your A level or or whatever that was in back-to-back games. It's a little easier based on the opponent here. But can you do that again in in kind of a system where you're playing against yourself, so to speak? Uh, It's also KU's last time to play or last game before uh, the Kentucky game. So basically this year last tune-up game before the Kentucky game. And Kentucky looked really good in their season opener. They're going to be playing on Friday night for their second game just like Kansas is. Their first game, they were playing New Mexico State, and that's a New Mexico State program that uh, has certainly been one of the better teams in the WAC consistently. Now, Chris Jans, who, who really built that up when they were really rolling over the past couple, you know, or past decade until the last couple of years, uh, is now at Mississippi State, and so that's no longer the guy. So it is a little bit different than New Mexico State now. They're ranked close to 200 on Ken Palm now, so I, I don't know. Maybe they're just not very good, but that was a game Kentucky was like a 15-point favorite, 14-point favorite in and they won by 40 so that grabs your attention that maybe things are clicking early on for some of the young players where it doesn't always work that way sometimes when you have a younger team which they typically do and they do again this year things are going to take longer to click well it didn't take them long to click in that first game against new mexico state so uh for ku this year final tune up you know work on anything you need to whether it's running sets whether it's how you want to defend things whether it's just feeling like you're headed in the right place with the arrow pointed up with momentum and three-point shooting and some of the little things before you do get into that Champions Classic game against Kentucky, which should be a really good matchup. The other big storyline here, who's going to start at the two for KU? So in the three Puerto Rico games, we saw three different starting two guards for KU. In the two exhibition games with Illinois and Fort Hayes State, we saw Timberlake start one and Marco start the other one. 
Game one of the season, we saw El Marco Jackson start. We heard from Bill Self after the game against North Carolina Central that he said, you know, right now there's two options to be that fifth starter, Nick Timberlake and El Marco Jackson. He said Johnny Furphy, even though he's also said in a couple different other comments about Furphy getting more playing time that he could have played more in the last game and he was impressed with, with how he played and everything. Because Johnny Furphy missed about three weeks with the shin splints, um, it kind of precludes him from being a starter, that he's still catching up to some stuff and that it is those two guys with El Marco Jackson and uh, and uh, Nick Timberlake. And so um, it's probably going to be one of those two as well. Now, when Bill Self said that, that doesn't preclude Johnny Furphy from ever starting. I think it just in the short term. So when that would come up, maybe um, Johnny Furphy's eligible technically – I guess, to be a starter by the Maui Invitational. Maybe it's after Maui. Maybe it's come December. Uh, maybe not until conference play. I don't know when that would be. But I'll be honest, I, I was really impressed with what Johnny Furphy did against North Carolina Central. I've been impressed with the limited flashes we've seen of him, so much so that, for me, I feel like he is your best option to be that fifth starter. It allows you to play a really big lineup, a really switchable lineup out there. Uh, he's a good connective piece. We saw a really good entry pass to KJ Adams. We saw him hitting three balls. I, I feel like a Marco Jackson has the highest ceiling to be a star player. Nick Timberlake has your best chance to be your best shooter. But I think Johnny Furphy has the best chance to be a connective piece. And on this team where you already have three returning starters in Hunter Dickinson, you kind of just want that fifth guy to be your connective piece. Now, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter much, right? Because a Marco Jackson, Nick Timberlake, Johnny Furphy, doesn't matter which one starts. All of them are going to play 15, 20, 25 minutes in a given game. And whoever has the hottest hand that game, whoever is having the best game, is going to be the one that probably finishes the game. And that's what really matters most, finishing the game and who's playing the most minutes, right? So from that standpoint, it doesn't really matter much, but it is kind of interesting fodder, and it does lead to, okay, theoretically, if you are the starter, the fifth starter, that means you have the slight edge up at being thought of as the guy who's going to finish out the game and being thought of as the guy who's going to play the most minutes, or you have the slight edge up going into that specific game to do those things, even if it doesn't always necessarily correlate that way. So we'll see if it's Timberlake. We'll see if it's on Marco Jackson. We've seen the rotation so far. Maybe that makes you think it'll be Timberlake this game. And then Bill Self will, will settle on which guy he thinks has done the best in their role for the Kentucky game. Uh, but it, I guess it wouldn't be surprising if it's on Marco again either. Uh, will Jamari McDowell get his first action of the season? Becomes a storyline in this one. He uh, missed the last game with injury and sounds like he's working back into practice. We'll see if he's able to get on the court. Not somebody who they're going to be expecting to play a huge role. I think it was on Hawk Talk the other night that Bill Self said, um, you know, we, we don't know how much he's going to be someone who's playing night in and night out, but he's certainly somebody that they value at a very high level for a long-term perspective. So, uh, he'll be more so, I think, of a spot minute guy, minus injury happening to certain areas where it's like, okay, we need Jamar McDowell to play a few more minutes in this game. For the most part, it'll be spot minutes and more of a program long-term player that could make a nice impact for KU. But this is a perfect game to get those spot minutes in a game that you should blow them out, and maybe you can see Jamari McDowell for the first time in a real Kansas basketball game. As far as the Manhattan scouting report, they ranked 324th on Ken Palm. Uh, like I said, they did beat Bryant. And uh, Bryant is 241st. So maybe Manhattan is a little bit better than their 324 ranking. North Carolina Central came into that game, I think 306, 309, somewhere in that range when KU played them. So maybe you could argue Manhattan actually is better than North Carolina Central. I don't know. Uh, last season, Manhattan was 12 and 18 out of the MAC, the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference. I don't know, MAAC, the, the 2A MAC. Uh, they were really good at getting steals and forcing turnovers. They were pretty good at two-point defense a year ago. 
They also struggled on the glass at both ends, offensive and defensive rebounding. They turned it over a ton. Uh, they didn't really shoot well from any level, two-point shooting, free-throw shooting, three-point shooting from last year. But they've got a lot of new faces on this year's team, similar to North Carolina Central. It's not quite as drastic where NC Central brought in 11 new players. They have over a handful of players coming in. It's not quite that much. They do have a new coach. Does Manhattan from last year, John Gallagher. He was uh, the the head coach now after, or I guess last year was kind of odd for Manhattan. They're the head coach who wanted a contract extension. I don't know if it was over that or something else, the contract dispute, whatever. He gets fired like two weeks before the start of the season. They had an interim head coach. He took over for the year last year. Now Gallagher takes over this year. Gallagher was the previous head coach at Hartford, who uh, was a team who made the tournament a couple of years years ago and then decided they were going to be moving down from division one basketball uh so you know he left along with uh, one of his good players from hartford to come over to manhattan but they lost ant nelson who scored 15 points per game josh roberts scored over 12 points per game samir stewart about 12 points per game and nick brennan scored about nine points per game all of those guys gone off the team so that's a uh, about 48 points per game that you're losing from all those players from last year's team to manhattan they had Added six transfers to the roster. Most notably, you have Brett Rumpel, who is a St. Bonaventure transfer. He had 10 points in the opener for Manhattan. Daniel Rusin, who is a Weber State transfer, he had 14 points in game one. And Briggs McLean is the Hartford transfer. He averaged 14 and a half points per game at Hartford, came along with John Gallagher from Hartford, but he only did play nine minutes in the season opener. So I, I don't know what necessarily that's about, if he was dealing with an injury or if maybe he just lost out battle to other guys. Uh, but overall, it, this is kind of another one of those games that classifies as it shouldn't really matter, the scouting report on this other team, because you are just the superior competition. You have the superior athletes, the superior players. Go out there and dominate, and Kansas should have that opportunity to do just that. All right, we're going to continue on with our matchups of the game and players to watch here with Locked on Jayhawks. First, this episode of the show is brought to you by Jace Medical. Whether you're on extended travel, bracing for a major weather event that could hit like a hurricane or something, limited by a supply shortage, you're covered thanks to our partners at Jace Medical. Life-saving antibiotics and a long list of daily medications can be ordered in a one-year supply. Even ED generics for Cialis, Viagra, and Revatio uh, prescriptions. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code Locked On at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace. I'm thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. If you or someone you love would like to get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code Locked On for $20 off your purchase with Jace. Continuing on with our matchups of the game for Kansas and Manhattan on Friday at 7 o'clock. Uh, you can start listening to the action with pregame coverage starting at 5.30 on KLWN and 105.9 KISS in Lawrence. So, um, you know, some of these are going to be kind of, I don't know, like last game, uh, more about what KU does for themselves than KU versus the opponent. Because, again, it should be more about if KU just does their thing, you're not going to have a problem here. Um, It'll be more kind of matchup on matchup once we get to like the Kentucky game and, and kind of on from there outside of a few exceptions. But number one is the three-point shooting for KU. 
We saw them get hot in the first game. We saw them go 13 of 23 from three-point range in the opener. Let's see them do it again. Let's see them back it up. Let's see them show that they can be consistent from three-point shooting because, you know, the measure of a good three-point shooting team isn't, oh, we had one game where we went 15 of 30. It's over the period of time, are you consistent? Are you shooting well in back-to-back games, in three straight games? Are you even in down games having okay shooting games as opposed to, you know, two of 20 games, right? The consistency is so important. So let's see that consistency build itself here in the second game. And so, you know, it doesn't mean you have to go 13 of 23 again, but have a game where even you go, you know, seven of 20, right? Shoot 36% from three, shoot 35% from three, back it up with just even another decent, another solid three point shooting game. And I think that'll have you feeling in a great way. Now, if you do back it up and have another 50% or 45% three point shooting game, that's gravy. That's the money on top of everything. Uh, but McCullers threes continue to look good. That's nice to see. That's been kind of consistent here. It was nice to see uh, Hunter Dickinson hit some shots. Nick Timberlake had been struggling to hit some shots in the last couple games uh, with the exhibitions, but did big time in the first game of the season. And so you expect him to be hitting shots. Michael Jankovic hit some, hit some open ones for you too. Uh, side note, but are we going to see KJ Adams unleash his first regular season three in this game? I don't know. Will we see it? It felt like after the Puerto Rico trip, it was going to be like, okay, maybe he'll take like one a game, but we haven't seen it in the last couple of games. Uh, number two, KU scoring inside against Manhattan. Manhattan did excellent at holding Bryant at two-point shots to just 31.6% from two-point range. That's a really good number to be at, obviously. Um, Bryant, I can't imagine, has what KU has on the interior, though. KU shot 79% on two-point shots uh, in, in their season opener. And through their six games, the five exhibitions plus the one season opener, they're shooting over 60% on two-point shots. They've been really good at it, which you would expect. You have Hunter Dickinson, KJ Adams on on more fours should be able to finish over them. You know, Kevin has the ability to drive. El Marco has the ability to drive. DeWan can drive and hit that scoop shot or floaters into everything. So you expect this to be a good two-point shooting team. Manhattan was pretty good two-point defense in the opening game. Again, we'll see how much that carries over into this game. Very different. Kansas versus Bryant, but certainly something to watch here. Number three is KU defending the three-point line. Manhattan in their season opener really struggled from three. They were just one of 16, which there's two ways of looking at that. Does that mean they're a bad three-point shooting team? It might. Does that also mean what if they're a good three-point shooting team and there's a big reversion incoming where they're going to have like now a really good three-point shooting game? Now that reversion could come later. It could come this game. Who knows? But the roster was originally built for Manhattan by their head coach Gallagher, who came from Hartford, and this is what he did there. He likes to have teams that play a little smaller, but they space the floor and they shoot the basketball from a bunch of different positions on the floor. That was something he did at Hartford. So, We'll see how much their three-point shooting uh, becomes a thing in this game. But that could at least test you a little bit in that we do have questions about, well, how is Kansas going to defend teams who do fire a lot of threes with, you know, having more of a true center in there with Hunter Dickinson? How are you going to test your, uh, you know, ball screen defense? And if they have a stretch five out there, how are you going to be able to defend that? You could have a little bit of practice in this game in that area. So that'll be kind of interesting to see if that is something that stresses KU's defense and if Manhattan can exploit things a little bit there. And number four here, KU passing and ball handling against the Manhattan pressure slash turnover defense. Now, with North Carolina Central, they were thrown out like full court man-to-man press at different times, and KU was able to easily overcome that. I don't know that you're going to see that much with Manhattan in this game, but it is something that Gallagher did pretty well in a lot of seasons at Hartford, and you would think would want to bring over to Manhattan, especially with, a league that does play in the Mac a little bit more guard oriented 
talented, a little bit smaller in terms of size, and so you are going to want to pressure the ball and force turnovers. At Hartford, Gallagher finished top 100 in the country in turnover rate defense six times. Right, That's at Hartford. He uh, also had four times where he finished in the top 45 of the country in turnover rate defense in his time at Hartford. Now, a lot of those were in his early seasons at Hartford. Who knows if he carries that out at Manhattan. Some of his later years, they were still top 200 or top 150, but maybe they weren't quite into being top 100. Uh, but Manhattan was solid at forcing turnovers last year. So, you know, that's something that, you know, they were top 100 at it a season ago. Um, you would think that they have some personnel, even though they lost a bunch, that are ideal at kind of creating that. Um, KU was obviously excellent at passing the ball and taking care of the ball in their season opener. They had 34 assists. So everybody was passing the ball well. Obviously, Dewan Harris led that with 10 assists of his own, and he leads the ball handlers too. Having a trusty you know, fifth-year point guard in there is going to allow you to avoid more turnovers in most games. You would think that's going to be the case here in this one as well, but as I mentioned in the North Carolina Central game, which they ended up accomplishing that goal, it can be easy early in the season to have a bunch of turnovers. You're still figuring each other out. You're still figuring out, you know, how to play with one another and boom, you have more turnovers. Probably a better situation because Kansas has the Dwan Harris and some other veteran players like Kevin McCuller and KJ Adams and Hunter Dickinson, even though not a veteran at KU, a veteran of college basketball. So that helps uh, them kind of hit the ground running there. But yeah, certainly something I'm always watching for in some of the early season games. All right, we're going to continue on with this episode of the show with players to watch for Locked On Jayhawks. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. You can test your skills on Prize Picks this football season, basketball season, in the most exciting ways to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn 10 bucks into 250 with just a few taps. You pick between different sports, NBA, NFL, college football, college basketball, anything. You can cross-match. You can all stick to one sport. You pick between two to six players, and based on how many players you pick, the bigger the possible winnings and, and prize picks, and you pick more or less on a bunch of the different stats. You can go with points, rebounds, anything that you want, and you put your collection of them together, and then you can win. Go to prizepicks.com slash college and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash college with code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix, daily fantasy sports made easy. Hawks the sore players to watch in this one for KU basketball. Again, on tomorrow's episode, we are going to have a uh, KU preview against Texas Tech on the football side of things. So this is your basketball preview, football preview uh, coming up tomorrow. Offensively for KU, uh, I'm actually going to you know verbatim here what we did with North Carolina Central. And I'm not just copying for the sake of it, Hunter Dickinson. And I honestly could probably use for offense Hunter Dickinson every game because he's going to be the focal point, probably put up good numbers and everything. The reason I'm picking him again, though, specifically – uh, Manhattan, just like North Carolina Central, just like Forte State, not an overly large team. So the Manhattan centers, the three players that they're seeing play minutes at center right now, six foot eight, six foot nine, six foot seven. The four men, the players playing four right now for them, and at least in their season opener, six seven, six four, and six eight. So honestly, KJ Adams might be able to bully his way inside too. But point being, Manhattan does not have a lot of size inside for you. So it's one of two things. Either they double team Hunter Dickinson because of the lack of size, and Hunter Dickinson's a good passer. He just had five assists in the opener. Maybe he has a bunch more assists in this game too. And or he probably scores at a high level in this one. So Hunter Dickinson should have another good offensive game. 
We could probably rinse, repeat that every game, though. Uh, defensively, I'm also picking Dewan Harris again. I picked him in the opener. I'm picking him again here. Uh, freshman starting point guard for Manhattan, Jaden Winston. He was pretty good in the, the opener. I think he only had like one turnover. Maybe it was two. Uh, so uh, we'll see. But anytime you have a freshman point guard coming in down Fieldhouse, Dewan Harris, Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year, that's a big opportunity for for him to kind of cut the head off the snake of, as the leader of the defense and uh, probably be a, a little bit more exotic with some of these picks once we get into like the Kentucky game and moving forward. But those are our picks for Hawks to store and stick out players to watch in this game as well. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Jayhawks. You can find our show anywhere you get any of your podcasts and on our YouTube page where you can like and subscribe to the action. Thank you for uh, tuning in to us, and we'll see you next time for our KU football preview against Texas Tech with Locked on Jayhawks.